Welcome, everybody. Welcome to PRT. That stands for uh, Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner. Um, a lot of you know me as Wolf. Most of my friends and my everyday life call me that. And uh, this is our Friday show. And I'm saying that because uh, our Tuesday show has kind of blown up lately, and it's been kind of uh, very big, kind of popular. We've been talking uh, about the LBL but uh, and I'll get to that in a second. So f- first thing we're gonna do, I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce my co-host, Anthony. Good evening, everyone. That's Anthony Moreno. Uh, that's my nephew. He's been uh, helping me out in the studio a lot. He does a lot of the technical stuff. Um, Mushu was my co-host for a while, but he, like I said, he's been out because he just he works, 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 and uh, he's been working for us. And um, so eventually, he's gonna try and come back on periodically. Uh, Zane is co-host, so that's my that's my nephew. Tony, of course, is my godson, and then Anthony. That's two different people, Tony and Anthony. Anthony is my nephew. He's my oldest sister's son. So, um, so so what we're doing tonight, we're gonna have a guest come on. But before we get into all that, we're gonna talk about the art contest. Uh, congratulations to Doug Jones of uh, for winning the April Mothman drawing, the Mothman art contest, and that art contest is named after. Willie William, Willie Williams. Willie Williams, <laughs> who is a very close friend, was a very close friend of ours who passed away last May. And uh, so, um, yeah, that, that's, so th- this is this is the month. Uh, so, yeah, and so, anyways, uh, the the art contest um, will be uh, this coming. This uh, since we're recording right now, the day before and tomorrow is the day we'll be dropping this show. So when you hear it, we're actually recording on Thursday. Uh, we've decided on the Jersey Devil. Um, we got a bunch of people who have mentioned that they would like to draw that. And so we were like, you know what? We're not even going to take the poll. We're just going to do that because a lot of people messaged me and said they would be all for that because it's one of the big ones. The Mothman, you know, of course, from Point Pleasant. And then the Jersey Devil. He's from the Pine Barrens up in New Jersey. So we're we're gonna we're gonna that's what we're gonna do. So folks, get your pens and and paper and your markers or your crayons or your whatever you're gonna draw with your finger paints, and uh, draw some pictures of what you think the Jersey Devil looked like, and uh, that's gonna be our April uh, cryptid. We also have our website, which is prtpodcast.com, prtpodcast.com, and the email address if you want to reach me and you, you you don't have me on Messenger on Facebook, which a lot of people just send things through Messenger now, but we still get a lot of emails, is Josh Turner at prtpodcast.com, Josh Turner at prtpodcast.com. Uh, you can go to our website, prtpodcast.com, and check out any of our back episodes, and then we have, I think, like merchandise, you can buy T-shirts, pillows what what, i mean it's all kinds of stuff phone cases um all with the prt logos on there shirts uh hoodies so go in there and get you a backpack or whatever and uh also remember the art contest you know comes with a cash prize first place is 100 bucks and then it's 50 for second and then 25 for the third and then of course we have you're going to get books uh and, and some prt merchandise um, and I always throw in extra stuff too, like Texas souvenirs for people who aren't from Texas. Um, so I always throw in a little bit of swag from Texas, uh, cause that's where we're from. And, uh, so what we do, uh, every week we do a book giveaway. 
And this week is no different. Last week was Paul McLean. He won, and we sent him a book. Um, and all the books are autographed, by the way. All the books are autographed by different authors. David Weatherly, Ken Gerhard, uh, who else? Lon Strickler. Uh, Linda Godfrey. Linda Godfrey. Lyle Blackburn. Uh, Chad Lewis. A bunch of people uh, contribute to that. So we have a, a pretty good network of friends. A lot of good people. A lot of good friends. And one of the things that we try to do on the show, we try to be as inclusive as possible. So when we do our, a live stream show on Tuesday, like I said, we talk, we've been talking about the LBL. And this coming Tuesday is no different. And we're, it's, it's set up for Nick Valente from the uh, North American Dogman Project, um, who works uh, with that organization. And he's going to be uh, talking to Roger, a guy who kind of seemingly came out of nowhere and went and did a show at the Cryptid Studies Institute <clears throat> and they uh, interviewed him and he talked about being a, a survivor and witness of the LBL attacks or murders uh, that were supposedly committed by a dogman or dogmen. And so that's what we've been talking about on on the Tuesday show. Uh, one of the things that, that's been, we've been talking about uh, last, last episode uh, we, that we did the show on Tuesday, we had... Um, that just sounded terrible when I said it. Last Tuesday, we had uh, uh, three guests on. Of course, Ryan Tremblay, who's my part-time co-host and was also my co-host on Whisper to a Scream. He sat in. And then we had Barton Unley. And then we had uh, we had Nick Valente on the show. And, and so Nick uh, is going to come back on Tuesday, and he's going to be talking with uh, Roger, the witness, and he's going to ask him some questions that he has. Because when uh, we had Jody Cook on, it, it just broke down into like a lot of arguing and bickering. Because Jody's a very passionate guy, and uh, so Nick wants to talk to him and in, in, in a completely friendly setting and try to uh, we're going to try and get it all get it all straightened out. And uh, and so hopefully you guys will tune in on Tuesday. It'll probably be between seven forty-five and eight o'clock. And we always try to say seven thirty, but we can't. It's just our schedule is so hectic. It's hard to get into the studio and get going by that point. Um, another thing I wanted to discuss before we start talking with our guest, uh, whose name is Richard, by the way, um, we're. I want to talk about uh, very quickly. If you send me a friend re request on Facebook, please, please tell me that you are a listener of the show, or I'm not going to approve it. I'm just going to start deleting all the requests that I get from people who do not tell me that they are uh, listeners of the show. And so I'm just, I hate to do that because there's a lot of good people out there that want to be friends. And if you're a listener of the show, I will more than likely approve you unless you are doing something that would completely violate their rules and get me in trouble. So that's, that's the thing. Uh, the YouTube, uh, the, the show, the live stream on Tuesday is exclusively on YouTube. So you would have to go to YouTube to watch it. Um, and like I said, it starts between anywhere between 745 and 8 o'clock. And the YouTube show on the live stream is blowing up big time. So uh, we are almost at 14,000. Uh, as of today, we are about 20 members shy of 14,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, we do have several different platforms that we're on. So we have a lot of a lot more uh, listeners than just on YouTube. But uh, a lot of people listen to us on Spotify. If you do listen to us on Spotify, do us a favor and go like and subscribe and help us out on YouTube. Because that helps us out monetarily. And we also have a Patreon. Do you want to talk about that, Anthony? Explain to that. 
Yeah, the link to the Patreon, uh, just like the link to everything else, to our website, to uh, to our P.O. box, to our email address, will be down in the description box of the YouTube video. So just uh, click on the little expand button down there and, you, and uh, you can get links to everything you need to get merchandise, interact with us, to send emails, to do whatever, to go to the Patreon. And as of now, there's three tiers on the Patreon. There's a $3 tier, there's a $5 tier, and there's a $10 tier. And there, there's different perks associated with those tiers. So just go check it out. And uh, it, it helps the show. It, it helps support us in a, uh, in a very direct way. They, they don't really take a whole lot uh, um, for their part. So it's a pretty fair little platform for people who enjoy content, like, i.e., y'all, the listeners, to uh, support content creators, i.e., us. So yeah. So um, i.e. Uh, the, the the address. That we <laughs> just kidding. Uh, here's the address. If anybody wants to send anything to us, it's six thousand one West Palmer Lane, Suite three seventy, PMB one thirty one, Austin, Texas seven eight seven two seven. I'm going to repeat that six thousand one West Palmer Lane. Palmer is spelled P A R M E. R, P A R M E R. Okay, so six thousand one West Palmer Lane, Suite three three seventy, PMB one thirty one, Austin, Texas seven eight seven two seven. I've already gotten a couple cool things from people who've who've mailed some stuff to me. Um, and again, that, that's going to be in the description box of the YouTube video, so you can just copy and paste it if uh, if you need to. It'll be a lot easier. Oh, cool. I didn't even know that. So. But that way, I forgot we had talked about. That. I just yeah. wanted to read it out. A lot of people don't 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 uh, they don't actually look. They're re- they're listening to it. They're not looking at the. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be on the description, but only on YouTube, right? On the yeah, only on YouTube. Yeah. So yeah, but you can also, uh, like I said, listen to us on many different platforms. Uh, all that out of the way, I think we've got everything out of the way. Is that it? We've talked about everything. Yep. We're ready to go. We're ready to rock and roll. Okay, so let's introduce our guest. Sorry that was such a long-winded uh, intro, but we had to we had to get all the prelims out. We're going to talk about our we're talk our, to, our we're going to introduce our guest, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man, I got tongue tied. Richard. Okay, hello, Richard. Hi, how are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm good. How are you? Never better. Thank you. Thank never never me. better, but you guys are still, and we're not going to get into a long-winded discussion about this or anything, but you guys are still kind of locked down up there, right? Are you guys? Oh, we're we're severely locked down here, pretty much house arrest, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Up there, and that's in Toronto? I live about two hours north of Toronto. Yeah. North, north, north of Toronto. Uh, I'll pray for you guys. Uh, the first thing I wanted Thank to you. ask you, uh, Richard, uh, well, let me start with this. I've known Richard for, for a few years now. You've been a, f- a listener of my uh, material since I was on Dogman Encounters. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, and you're a supporter of the show, you know. And so, um, Richard, you reached out to me because you actually had someone who you had told your story and then they messed it all up. And so, you know, I, I just was like, you know what? You should just come on the show. And you should just talk and just tell your story in your own words, because a, a lot of people, like we were talking about this on two on last uh, live stream on Tuesday, they compartmentalize the whole the whole paranormal. It's just it's just compartmentalized. It's like oh, you saw a UFO, you saw a ghost, you saw a, a dog man, but you are an experiencer who's had several uh, odd experiences happen to you, and that's not uncommon. There, a lot of times, whenever somebody's had 
something weird happened to them, you know, it, it, it's not just one thing. It's not just one incident. But the, a lot of these Dogman channels and Bigfoot channels and ghost channels, what they'll do is they'll, they only want to hear that whatever their wheelhouse is like if they're a ufo you know that they, they want to hear about your ufo experience if they're a ghost they just want to hear about your ghost experience if they're a dog man show uh they just want to hear that part of it and they leave out a ton of of really good information uh bigfoot same way i mean it's all like one of one you know one track whatever here at paranormal roundtable yeah, very small-minded, very small, you know, and, and to hear Paranormal Roundtable, we're kind of a one-stop shop. I mean, if you've had a, a strange experience with anything that could be considered Fortean, F-O-R-T-E-A-N, Fortean, you know, if if you've had anything weird like that, then we like to uh, to talk about it. And, and, and it's all relative, you know. Yeah, we don't like to leave anything on the table. We like to clean our plates. Yeah, exactly. So what we're going to talk about— Sorry, I was going to say, yeah, it's pretty much run the entire gambit, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, and and that that's not unusual. The only reason that people think that that's weird or odd is because there's not a lot of shows where you can go on and you just tell your whole story. You know, a lot of these Which people who it, – it's sad. There's a lot of people who've been on, like, you know, certain, you know, other shows, you know, uh, one big dogman show in particular – Th- those people have other experiences. They just, they're just only allowed to talk about that one type of experience, which is dogman, or they'll go on a Bigfoot show and they're only allowed to talk about that one thing. And they don't even want to hear about the dogman. So if they just want to hear about that, and they don't want to hear anything about UFOs. And then the UFO people are like, well, we don't want to hear about ghosts and other stuff. We just want to hear about that. Well, it's all relative to me. And so what we're going to talk about tonight, we're going to get into your encounters starting from your earliest one and we're just going to go through and you know all the way through from from when you were young and up until the present day and uh it's up to you how you want to start that and and what you want to begin with richard it's all up to you and folks i apologize once again but i gotta say this i got a, a like a allergies or a cold or something um it's it's not I don't feel like real sick, but my sinuses are a little bit messed up. So and everybody around me's been kind of like that too lately. I don't know what's going on. Um, it's just I like, a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just it's real mild. Luckily, it's not like anything like like real major, you know. But I mean, it's just like it's a nuisance because my voice doesn't sound as uh, to me not as crisp as normal. But uh, so anyway, I just want to throw that out there real the quick. Same, my brother. Oh yeah. Well, we, me, me and you have talked a lot off, you know, so, you know, I, we, we kind of have uh, uh, ideas and things, but <laughs> we're not going to get into those. We're going to get into your, your, uh, your encounters. So let's start from your earliest, uh, I guess the, the, which what we've talked about off the air. Um, I was going to ask if you, we could start with, uh, what happened to you, um, with the angelic encounter, I guess it would be, that'd be the first thing, or would it be the, uh, UFO abduction? The first thing, actually, I don't even know if I've mentioned this to you, but uh, there was a, I had a shadow encounter when I was about six or seven years old, and it literally strangled me in my hallway at like three in the morning. Oh my gosh. And, and, and yeah. at the ho- was it was it a house that you were living in? Did it have it other was, activity? Not that I can remember. I remember the place being really creepy, though. Uh, it was in Brampton. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't remember anything else happening as a child. 
but my I actually didn't even remember this until my dad had reminded me of it uh, like a few years ago after uh, when I was I was talking to somebody else about this sort of thing. And my dad said, well, you were going on about that thing in the hallway. And what had happened is I got up, went for a pee. I was I was only about six, I think, six or seven. Uh-huh. And there was this rabbit that we had, like one of those uh, novelty bunnies. I guess it was supposed to be um, the Looney Tunes bunny. Uh, well, I, can't even, I can't even believe Bugs Bunny. I can't believe I forgot that name. Uh, it was in the corner, uh, sort of leaned up against the wall between my brother's room and my room. And whatever this sort of a shadow was, it jumped. It was like sitting on the actual rabbit itself. And it, I remember it jumping onto me and wrapping itself around me like a blanket, but wrapping itself around my throat. And I remember twirling around, fighting this thing, and finally able to after like a good 30 seconds to scream for my dad like i was rolling on the floor with this thing and my dad come out and the thing as soon as my dad turned the light on and come out come stumbling out from being fast asleep the thing jumped off released me and it sort of zoomed into my brother's room and out the window uh, I, I like I, I had seen it because I watched it like I could feel its presence go off of me and across the floor and out the window sort oh of my thing. Gosh. How big yeah, was this thing? So Richard, how big was this thing? It was just a shape like it was the size the the rabbit itself was maybe like it was like three or four feet. It was one of the really big ones. It was the size of me. I used to use it for wrestling. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't ever remember this thing in any form. I just remember it being a shadow and whatever this thing was on the rabbit jumping onto me, like in like, like a, like a, just a, a, a shape, like a, a shadow shape and then wrapping itself around me like a wet blanket and me being choked out and hitting the floor. Oh my gosh. Doing doing the little spin around thing, trying to get this thing off of me. And when you in in that house that you, you lived in, there was other activity there? Or, or you know, you I don't remember anything else ever happening like like what I can say, oh I saw this or I saw that. But it was also that long ago too. You know what I mean? I was also a young child and I, I don't really remember. I just remember it being very creepy. And that, uh, like, I, I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't want to put anything else onto it that's not there, right? So I don't know whether this thing was after me or what, but it I had never heard anybody else say they saw anything or ever heard my little brother's complaint or anything like that, right? Yeah. But, uh, and then I can't really even think of anything else supernatural that happened until, yeah, until that orb abduction happened in 2010 out in B.C., May 2010. And and if you don't mind, how old are you now? Not at all. Uh, I'm 38. Uh, sorry, 39 in March. So you're, so you're 39 years old. And so yes. from and so that was 2010, right? So that was 11 years ago. Okay. So that would have made you, what, 28 years old? When the abduction happened, yeah. Yeah, 28 years old. So you were six years old when the, when the shadow attack happened. So you're six. So 22 mm-hmm. years go by with nothing. Nothing that I can remember distinctly, no. Um, I do remember, oh, okay, I, what I will tell you what's happened to me my whole life. 
um, are those horrible, horrible thoughts all the time. Yeah. The, the ones that aren't your own. Yeah. The ones that are the most horrible, awful thoughts that will drive a person crazy if you let them. That yeah. you have to conquer. Like a demonic and oppression, almost. It absolutely 100%, yes. Because yeah. the only thing that ever stopped them was Jesus. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So 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 let me let me t- let me ask you a question Richard. So you you went 22 years without anything really happening to you and then and then what happened to you in 2010? Well, it started off like an entire plethora of insanity that happened. So so but what really started it though? Like what was the uh, the the trigger? Like what, oh, what do you think? Okay, well I'll tell you the trigger. The trigger was that I was out there doing nothing but crime and uh, I lived with a bunch of criminals and we were doing a bunch of crime, uh, living basically with a gang and doing extremely nefarious activity to the point of doing nothing but manifesting demonic energy upon myself. I could relate. <laughs> I can yeah. definitely relate. I have it yeah. really, when when it actually manifests, it really kicks your butt, eh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you have to get you have to get uh, away from it. You Amen, can't, brother. Amen. That's the way you channel that stuff. Let me tell you, dude. I I was I was uh, not living my life correctly until 2006. It took my grandmother dying and and her me seeing her like in a in a dream. Um, and wow. you know, and that's what that's what yeah, made me change. Yeah, that's right. That's that is insane. Yeah, yeah I've seen both Lord. of my grandmothers. My dad's on my dad's side and my mom's side. I had H one N one. Uh, the the uh, the uh, virus, yeah. and I was sick, and I was I was laying in a hospital dying. And my my wow. my abuelita, which was what you would say in Spanish, on my mom's side, she she came to me and and, and uh, she was like basically patting my head and telling me everything was going to be okay and. And so that that I think that's the next day I was like the fever was gone and I was fine and then the, by the end of the next night oh praise God the next night they they were just like you're ready to go home I was like oh my gosh this is crazy um so but yeah that, that I, but this was a dream where I saw my 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 grandmother on my dad's side and she was very upset with me um for you know living my life on the, on the wrong side I don't think she really knew until she passed over, you know, and then she realized like, you know, oh, <laughs> so she wasn't happy with me and she'd never looked at me that way. And that helped me change my life. But so you, you were a criminal and you were doing, you were doing, like you said, nefarious things because what criminals do, but you were. Well, it was mostly, yeah, we're mostly into drugs and like no stuff like that. So I yeah. swear. Yeah. We'll edit that out. But uh, you were, so you were into into uh, drugs, doing whatever y'all were doing, and that's oftentimes a, a big, you know, and part then, of it. And... Yeah, there was there was a lot more than that. It yeah, was, well, we don't have to get into all that. We're not going to incriminate no, no, you. Not, and I don't mean to glorify sin either, because that's yeah. not it's not what I'm trying to do. No, 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 no. no. We're, we're not we're not we're not we're not glorifying it. But so so you you were you were doing these bad things, and and so what happened though that that started all this paranormal? What happened is. We, we were living, there was, there was two houses on the same property and, uh, it was about one. I, I, I remember getting up at one o'clock in the afternoon and there was a bunch of guys on the, on the couch watching poker. Like all the buddies had come over. There was like literally like 
seven or eight. It was, I think, ten of us in total, but seven guys in the house, I believe, was the number at the time. I'd have to count off my fingers again who was there, but I think that was the number. There was ten in total and seven of us, uh, seven of them were in the house watching, like, a bunch of buddies had come over to watch, and they were watching poker. So I had just gotten up. I was like, I got to go have a coffee. I can't put up with this right now, right? And not to be anyway so i went and got coffee and i'm outside with the two girls okay we're having a smoke we're standing in the middle of the yard all of a sudden those two girls went absolutely hysterical as i started walking inside i got to the steps and i turned around and i'm like what are you two going on about and they kept screaming like my last name, what, what is that? What is that? What is that? Oh my God, what is that? What is that? And what I thought by the way that they were losing their minds, the only impression that I got was that somebody was climbing the fence to our property with a gun because they were that hysterical. But I couldn't figure out why they were saying, what is that? So I ran from where I was to them because of how hysterical they had instantly gone. And I said, hey, what are you two babbling about? And both of them go, that. Just as they said that, this orb come over the top of the big trees that we had beside of the property. And I was like, are you friggin' kidding me? It was bright silver. It was, I've never even seen this. It, it, it looked so unnatural. When I say that I haven't seen this shade of silver before, I don't know what it was about the thing. It just looked wrong. It just looked, uh, it, it, was, uh, it was almost indescribable, the sensation that it gave me. I was like, oh, great, I'm seeing a UFO, but there was much more to it. Like my, I wasn't a Christian at the time by any stretch of the imagination. I was a bad person by all, you know what I mean? But, but there was something inside of me saying this is totally wrong and bad, right? So this thing comes towards us. This thing comes towards us, comes towards us. By this time, Cindy and Crystal had manifested pure dread in them. They were screaming their heads off. And they were hugging at this time, standing beside me. I was sort of just standing there stunned, being like, am I really seeing this UFO right now? And, and you guys were in the back backyard of the of the property. We we're standing in the middle of the middle of the backyard. Yes, yeah. middle of the day, one one quarter after one in the afternoon. Oh my gosh! It was right in the in the afternoon. It, what color was it? Bright silver, but it was like this really, really. I don't know how to describe. It, it was really bright silver, but it just looked wrong. It looked like a weird shade of. I don't know how to describe it. It was just. It it was just like a. When I I want to say I've never seen this color before, and I, that's all. That's the only way I can really describe it. But it was a bright silver, and it was just there was. I don't know why. I don't know why that was the sensation and the thought I got. It was just because it just seemed wrong and bad and off. Wow. I mean, this, these two were going bananas, right? And and th these two these two females, um. They yeah, saw Sydney and Crystal. They saw it before you did, right? And then, then they got, and then they yeah, got your attention for like, for like twenty seconds before I did. H how big was it? By the time it got over top of us, like it was big enough, like it had some size to it, right? And it wasn't very high up; like it was maybe a hundred feet in the air. 
And so, and so what happened? You guys, uh, you, 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 right. you know, right. go ahead and tell me what, 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 what happened. happened. Was, all of a sudden these two, like these two are literally like having a heart attack beside me, screaming, screaming. I look up at this thing and, and two underneath it to the left side of it, say, okay, picture a ball and along the bottom of it look it manifested this light like a, a like a little line of light at the bottom of it like an orangey yellow light for about a third of the way right along the bottom like say a smiley face on a one of those those happy one of those happy faces but down at the very very bottom where the chin would be along the bottom of it for the bottom third was this orange light and then at the left of it it started to twinkle this brighter light and as it moved this brighter twinkling light started to move along this other line of light and as it did it began twinkling brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter it got about halfway down the line and then i remember thinking to myself why is this thing so bright i put my hands in front of my eyes it got so bright that I remember the sensation that the brightness was overwhelming me. It got so bright. I remember feeling like I had taken a breath, held it in for about a two, three, and then released the breath. The light sort of went away. The, the thing, the ball was where it was. The two girls were sitting there, were sitting there crying again. I didn't have the coffee and the cigarette I had in my hand at the time before this ball was, was there in the sky. It stopped with the light. It flew, started to fly away over the house. And then it was like an invisible door opened up in the sky, but you didn't see the, the door and the thing just sort of flew into it. So like you saw like half of it and then the third of it, and then the thing just went away, like disappeared completely like flew into invisibility. Wow. And it, but it looked almost like it was going through a portal or something. I didn't see anything. It looked like it went into an invisible door in the sky. Wow. And this was after you had been, you, you guys had what you feel like been released. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, 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 exactly. This is after I felt like that sensation, like I had held a breath in, like, like taking a really deep breath, two, three, and then down again. Right. But, but I also, I also put my hands up in front of my eyes. So I don't know what happened to the coffee and the cigarette. Okay. Because I'm thinking about this now. I remember I had the coffee and cigarette in my hand when I got to the stairs. And then when I ran back to the girls, but then I remember putting my hands up in front of my eyes to block it from the light. So I don't know what happened to my coffee and my cigarette at, at, at that point, because I didn't have them afterwards either. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I had, maybe I, I don't, maybe I dropped my coffee and didn't even realize it. Maybe I dropped them out of, out of shock. I don't know, but I didn't have them. Right. And they weren't there afterwards because I remember thinking, where's my coffee? Anyway, after that happened and after, after, I didn't think that until afterwards though, until after everything. So take you back to where the thing flew into invisibility. Okay. The girls were still sitting there crying. They were crying at this point. 
I'm standing there stunned, and I'm like, oh, wow, we just saw a UFO. So I ran to see if I just, if I just like, around that side of the house to see if I could see it again. It wasn't there, like, up in the sky. I was like, wow, that literally just flew into invisibility. So I ran back into the house, and remember I told you there was the seven guys there watching poker? Yeah. Now there's one guy there, and he's crying. Crying? As soon as, as, soon as he sees me, he starts screaming at me, Where were you guys, man? Where were you guys? Where were you guys? Where were you? Look at what time it is. You guys have been gone for an hour and a half. Where were you guys? Everybody's out looking for you. And you had no explanation. You couldn't tell I him. I had no explanation. I don't remember a thing. All I know is we were gone for an hour and a half, or like an hour and three quarters. Yeah. And let me ask you this, Richard. This thing you saw, did, did, okay, getting into the uh, like a, a more specific description, I mean, did it have like windows? Did you see any kind of humanoids? No, it was just a bright, just a, a solid silver orb. You could tell that it was round, though, because the sun was glistening off it. But yeah, just a, just a silver orb. Maybe the size of like up in the air, it would be like the size of like a, a golf ball, maybe a little bigger. Yeah, maybe bigger. Like, like yeah, I'd say bigger. I, I'm looking at my yeah, probably like a, a a pool ball up in the sky. Yeah. And so it 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 came towards you guys and gradually got bigger. Uh, it didn't really seem to grow in size, but it it's. Yeah, like it, it, like it, the size was definitely like it, it grew proportionately with how close it got to us. Yeah, because like in the last, this is weird. Because in the last like two or I could say three years, it's only been since I've been with Nelly, since I've been with my wife. Like, like I've seen like what looks like a, like if you took a ball, like a pinball or a ball bearing, uh -huh. you know. Yeah. And I've seen that in the sky like three, three different times. Every time I'm with my yeah. wife, but, and every time she's, she's like, once she had gone into the restroom at one of our job sites at this place called Matt, I'm not going to almost said the name of it. <laughs> it's a client of ours. And uh, she'd gone to the restroom and I was out in the parking lot and I just saw it. It was in broad daylight. I saw it. And I was like, what is that? And it was like you said, it was like a small ball in the sky. And then it was just gone. It was like, it just went into like, an, like, like you said, it was weird, like an invisible door. I've actually talked about it on my show. Um, and then it happened again um, one time when I was driving uh, close to where I'm going to be, hopefully, it looks like it's going to go through where we're going to be building a house. Um, and we were coming back into town from there, and I was like, what? And I saw it again. And then once when I was uh, at the Devil's Backbone coming off of Purgatory Road where – uh, there have been sightings of like Goatman and Dogman and Bigfoot and all kinds of ghosts and everything else. And I saw it. I saw it clear as day. And I was like, what the heck? And everybody in the in the vehicle was asleep. It was Tony. Yeah, it was Tony, Anthony, and, and my wife. Oh, no, it was Tony, Zane, uh, and my wife. And everybody was asleep but me. And I saw it. And I was like, dude, there there it is again. I've seen it three times. and I, And I had not really seen... If you if you guys go back into the archives on the show and you listen to there's a, there's an episode where I do when the, one of the early episodes where I do what my what I call close calls, I don't know what we named it, but it was like the ghost of Foodland and something else. But uh, the, it, I worked at a grocery store that was notoriously haunted, 
Um, and nothing really happened to me there. Not, not, not really. I mean, you know, it was weird. Um, and then I was at a birthday party where people claimed to have seen Bigfoot. I didn't see it. And then I was at Mount Bonnell here in Austin where people claimed to have seen a um, UFO, and I didn't see it there either. Like, I caught the tail end of what looked to me like a, like just a quick glimpse of something, but I couldn't say. And my friends at school were all wanting me to say that I saw it with them, and I was like, I can't really say that because I don't know what, I didn't really, I didn't really get a good look at it. So I was like, I don't know. I, I didn't, you know, it's like my wife swears up and down. We saw a Bigfoot um, out of one of the properties near near this town called Pflugerville right outside of Austin. And, and I saw something big and move, and it was like I saw the back of it. But I don't know what that was. Like I can't say what it was, so I don't count that as a an encounter. But uh, yeah, it was really odd. I don't. I don't know what the. I won't. I just. It was so weird. Like you, when you were talking about this, you know, this uh, this this silver ball. It's weird because it, it, if 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 I'm hearing you correctly, it sounds very similar to what I saw, like a like a pinball ball or something in the sky. What. What you saw, did you, what you saw, did it look more like it was spiritual or physical? It looked physical, but I got a weird feeling that I was seeing it for a reason. You, I'm sure everything's been for a reason, my friend. Yeah. I don't have any missing time, though. I'm very careful with that. I, I pay attention to that. I had a friend who, my brother, I'm going to tell you this, Richard. Uh, my brother was a Satanist for, for years. And, uh. And when he had gotten out of the army, he came to live with me and he started pulling all his bull crap with his, you know, and I was already living in a house with a lot of activity, but it, it, it was exacerbated by his, you know, um, and, it opens up portals, brother. Oh, it does. And, and, and so he had this weird, God bless him for repenting, though. oh yeah. I mean, you know, he had this weird, like, uh, like, like just, it was like an unbalanced energy that had like a lot of weird stuff, you know, and. He, 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 yeah, he did. He, he had this guy that helped him like convert, you know, and become a Christian. Um, Amazing. but he, that guy told me one time that, that he goes, he goes, there, there are what he would call like, you know, like he didn't believe like that they were really like aliens from another planet. He just believed that they were what he would call, I think he called them ultra terrestrials. Um, but he said okay. that, that they would not actually mess with me. And it's weird because I've had, um, you know, my wife now, I don't really, I don't want to really get into it, but she, she's always felt like she, she had a guy who was like a, um, father figure to her, um, tell her that she, that he believed that she was an abductee. And, uh, but I, I, I kind of wondered if it was like because of her. And I now I had an ex uh, who actually had this God weird. Knows, right? um, yeah, I mean it's it's weird. I mean I had this uh, ex who had a weird like BB type thing that came out of her, and uh, it, it it came out like you know and and she had claimed that she had some weird stuff that happened to her, um, but it stopped when we got together. So I I don't know I don't know what that was, but this guy that helped my brother. He told me that that I that they wouldn't abduct me, that they I was not a candidate for something like that, that it would never happen to me. And I was like, okay. And I mean, like, and I asked him why, and he goes, "This is what he literally told me. He said it as a joke." And he said it in front of Scorpion and Diablo and another friend of ours that worked with us. 
He says, you're going to see that, that thing moving all over the sky and then crashing. <laughs> like, he literally like made, made that, and I thought he was like making a joke, but it wasn't really a joke. He had like a straight face on his face, you know, and he goes, it would be, they wouldn't abduct you. He goes, trust me, that just would not happen. There's not, you know, because, well, he, they, they, they're not, they wouldn't, according to what he believes, okay. Based on what? Well, he he believes that, you know, there's a spiritual power that certain people have and they just won't mess with it. They won't. It's too much hassle. It's like if you're in jail, you know, and some guy tries to mess with you, you know, th maybe they're a gang or whatever. They, they can they can, you know, they can kill you, but you're a hassle. They're just you're just there's easier targets. You know what I mean? Put it that way. Very interesting. That's yeah. very, very interesting. Yeah, and that's kind of the way he described it to me. Was like, you know, there's easier targets. They're not going to come get you because it's just too much hassle. You know, and that's like literally what he told me. And I, and I thought that was weird, you know. And um, I was actually in his apartment one time, and uh, something pulled the back of my pant leg. Like I literally felt it move. And I asked him about that. And he says these. Uh, he had been having problems with some of these um ultra terrestrials that were like uh, able to come through in the spirit form but not actually physically manifest in his in his apartment so it's it's very weird the connection there the spiritual connection to the ufo is very strange it's odd i don't know what well, to make of it i believe that uh gentleman by the name of mr david carico he does uh another show on um does the midnight ride a christian show and he is of the belief and can back it uh scripturally that the ufo orbs are a, a type of entity called an ophanin what uh, oh fanon yeah is, yeah like an angelic type yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. not not so much the ones that are the physical ship like i believe that i was abducted by mm-hmm but the ones that are the light beams, the ones that are the ones that people see with like the faces in them, the ones that people see where it looks like two in one, the ones that people see and then poof, there's a dog man or the ones that people see like in an orb in the woods and then poof, all of a sudden there's a goat man. There's, uh, we'll go on, we'll go, I'll explain this a, a, another day if, if you want, because I don't have my notes in front of me to properly explain it. But mm -hmm. when you hear the explanation for it, I don't know how it could be anything else. So right? it, it just <laughs> sorry, go on. No, no, no. I, I, so I, so after this happened to you, Richard, which was yes, obviously sir. was very traumatic, right? I mean, um, I'll be honest with you. It, it sort of went in one ear and out the other. We never really talked about it again. We never really thought about it again. Um, it wasn't traumatic I, at all to you. It was, it, it was for a, but we never, I don't know. We were so caught up. I think in the, in the insanity that I, I literally for, almost forgot about it for several years. It sounds insane. I realized this, but I, I didn't, it, I don't know. I don't know. Not, not, I didn't forget about it. But I didn't make as big of a deal out, out of it until I actually, because I didn't, I don't, I think I didn't believe in the stuff or I don't know. I don't know what to say. Maybe I was under oppression. I don't know what to say. One, only one of the two girls even remembered it happening. Wow. That's interesting. It sounds, it sounds 
like it's I know it doesn't sound possible, right? I yeah, I mean, if saying. you all experienced it together, you would think that you all would have, um, you know, a very, a very uh, sound. Uh, uh, how do you say it? Memory of it. I mean, you would all what kind of like have the same memory. Pretty right? much. I mean, I mean, like, I, t- I mean, if it One all, yeah. I mean, if if you and me and another another guy or gal or whatever friend of ours all got together and got in a car and went to the to the grocery store and we came back and you know we bought eggs, bread, and milk, we'd all be like, "Hey, remember that time we went to the grocery store and we bought eggs, bread, and milk?" We probably wouldn't talk about it because it wouldn't be that interesting. But like, if you remembered the incidents, I understand. Yeah, yeah. No, and, I, but then I, all I, of a sudden you're I, like, "Well, uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I don't remember that." And the other people are going like, "Well, yeah, remember we bought a dozen eggs, we bought a, a gallon of milk, and we bought some yeah. bread." And you'll what? Well, I don't remember that at all. Well, you were with us the whole time. Remember we were talking and laughing? No, I don't remember that. That that would be weird. I, yeah, that would absolutely be weird. I don't know how it never really came up as a big thing because the guys were all out looking for us. Like her or Cindy's boyfriend or husband came back, and it was a big deal. And like, okay, it was. It's a two brothers and two sisters, basically. Older brother, younger sister, younger sister, older brother. Right, that, that is weird. yeah, like like these are my best friends too, right? And that just, I don't know. And like I said, I I rem- we I never even really thought about it in any other than like for the next day or two in any great depth. Because I don't even know if I fully realized that we had been abducted. I don't know what. Well, I did because he was freaking out, saying we were gone for an hour and a half, and I was like, or an hour and forty-five minutes, and I was like, oh wow, look, an hour and forty-five minutes is gone. So I, I don't know how to explain it, dude. I really, it, it almost sounds like horse hockey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no. Uh, I mean, it, it is. It's it's very very. I've dealt with alien abduction and, and UFO abduction. Two two different things, really, because I've had people tell me that they've seen actual what they describe as an as alien type humanoidal entities and then i've had people to just describe what you're talking about and just like they see a ufo the next thing you know they're they're dropped off somewhere and it's an hour and a half two hours later or even a day later so 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 let me uh, richard let me go to the, the you said okay after this happened how long was it before you had your next uh, supernatural incident it wasn't very long at all. It was maybe uh, it was either the end of that year or very. Or I think it was the end of that year. Like this is we're talking. This was May 2010. Uh, about a month or two after that, we moved out of that house and I moved in with my girlfriend across. Like it was in Vancouver at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, we were in Surrey at that the house where we were abducted from uh, was uh, actually White Rock. We were uh, 25th Avenue and Number 99 Highway. And then I moved into New Westminster, uh, and that was that was re- that just got crazy because I guess some of my uh, quote unquote enemies had caught up with me by that point, and I didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. So the one night I was letting my dog out for a whiz. I had only been in lived in the town for maybe six months, not even. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, there was a black truck parked up the street, and I took the dog out for a whiz at maybe 11.30 at night. I'm like, well, who are these guys in the truck? 
So didn't think a whole lot of it. I was keeping an eye on them, right? But all of a sudden, this truck sort of pulls up a few spaces, and I'm like, okay, these guys are fishy. So I get back into where the door was. Like it was a little. We were in a, a complex, and we had our own little. Like it was a, a townhouse complex, and there was like ten houses down, sort of down a hill all connected together 10 places and we had our own little area in the front i was looking out towards not towards 10th or towards the street that we lived on but towards the crossroads like basically my right side was facing towards the door all of a sudden out of nowhere i feel a left hand on the back of my head as clear as day as clear as if i was to do it to myself all five all four fingers and the thumb facing left or thumb facing right i should say from the left hand in my head i hear richard i don't care what you've done in the past bend over right now and take this dog's leash off because generally well not generally that my what my habit was was to go in the house and then take the dog's leash off. As I, so I, I kind of giggled to myself and I said, well, who am I to argue with you, mysterious voice in my head? And as I bent over, there was five or six shots, ding, 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 right over my head. So as quick as possible, I ran in the door and them's, yeah, you know, went from there, right? But whatever this mysterious force was whatever this i believe it was my guardian angel because it it saved me three other times afterwards right or yeah three other times afterwards so i can't i'm not going to speak for god did god save me so that i can tell this and praise his holy name well i'm going to regardless right so i i don't know he's he's it was magnificent regardless. But the thing was, when that thing, when that, when that hand touched my head, it was like a shot of endorphins. Like everything was perfect. I don't think I've ever been so perfect in my whole life. It was just like, it, it was literally like, that's why I remember giggling to myself because I felt perfect afterwards. When it happened, the, 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 the next time it wasn't on the head, the next time it shoved me down, but the, the, time afterwards when when i had encountered this other this this shadow demon i remember it being like a shot of endorphins again when the thing touched my head so i was i i thought that was rather poignant and i should say that before i forget about it but so i didn't stop my life of idiocy i didn't even slow down um this is about a year afterwards and we're doing more crap and somebody had shot at me out the window and as soon as that happened, I felt two hands on the back of my back, the center of my back, and they shoved me down as hard as can be. And the bullet ricocheted off the side of my head, whereas it would have probably, I'm, I'm sure it would have killed me and dropped me dead, right? So uh, was that God saving me again? I, I don't think it was Santa Claus, praise the Lord, right? So I don't know, man. I don't know why he's keeping me alive. I just thank him for it. I, I I'll tell you though, I sure got the the I sh I didn't even you know what? I'm not no no sorry. I sure got the point now. I didn't even then. I didn't even then. After all that stuff.
Okay, that's that. Apparently, God had a lot of thickness to get through. I I don't know. I don't know, man. It was just. I don't know, man. Like I said, I should have been dead, right? I I should have like that's like, <laughs> why me? Thank you, God, for it. But why me? Why why? why uh, obviously, why? there was a plan. I mean, you know. Amen. I, I just it seems completely unbelievable, man. Like, uh, <laughs> and anyway, I, I <laughs> so I I moved back. I I I got the point then. I started to really get the point then that I had to give up that life. Um, I, I didn't exactly give up my entire life of idiocy, nor did I come back to Jesus by that point, but I had given up the complete life of crime, right? So yeah. I moved uh, from, from BC back to Ontario. Um, then, uh, I, I started hearing my name called on a regular basis down in the basement where I was staying in the, like my parents had like a basement apartment. Right. So I was staying with them for, uh, I, I moved it back in with them when I returned from BC and it was just, you know, it was nice to be there again. I hadn't seen them for a few years. So I was hanging out with them, but I started to audibly hear my name being called on a regular basis, like from like behind me sort of thing. And it wasn't my parents. Or my brothers. What were they saying? They'd just say Richard. But but audibly, like like there was no like it would make you turn around and be like, Are you kidding me? And I mean at the time, you know, you're I was still into drugs and stuff at the time too, right? And I, I when I was out in BC messing around, I wasn't doing any of that crap. But then I started to, you know what I mean, mess around myself when I got back and started to become dependent on a couple of things where then, so that sort of added to that insanity, right? And and this is where this next thing, this, this, this ghost encounter, I, I was working with these two guys and I'll be honest with you, it was just, it was all about the, the garbage, right? It was all about drugs, right? They, they were helping me out and I was helping them out. That was the only reason we were friends at the time. You know, thank God now I've clean, been clean for, for quite a while now, but it's it, regardless. It's these guys owned a, an antique shop. These guys had illusions of grandeur thinking that they were going to be the next, uh, I guess, history, television, antique roadshow kind of crap. So they ran a very unsuccessful antique store. They ended up, yeah, they ended up closing down and moving, moving everything into their apartment. Thank goodness it was a big enough apartment to like, it was like a, like a house size apartment, almost big enough to, uh, to fit all this stuff. The only, only thing was they didn't have any room to move around in the place. Like, I mean, literally no room whatsoever. The place was jammed to the ceiling. So I all of a sudden like they were they were getting people dropping stuff off to them like for consignment and stuff and then they were getting people just giving them things so i i at this time still i had no concern with the supernatural was no thoughts of it no nothing and uh <clears throat> excuse me josh and graham go real quiet josh and graham didn't want to talk josh and graham didn't want to excuse me, have me over anymore, all of a sudden Josh and Graham, you know, and you just think, oh, it's just, you know, they're getting bad into the drugs or something or whatever. Like, and I, I say that, it was just like, it wasn't crazy crap. It was just, it was what it was. Anyway, it was bad enough. So I was just thinking they were getting a little bit too much into things. 
turns out that they were being terrorized by this entity. Finally, after... Sorry, go on. I'm sorry, what what did this entity look like? Well, when I saw it, when I saw the entity, it was football-shaped, and it was like TV static. But it was much larger than a football, maybe three, four times the size of a football. And it was hovering in the middle of the room, in the middle of the day again, looking out the window. When I saw this thing from across the room, because I had finally, they had finally let me into their house. Like I, I saw them out on the road. They're like, here, come in. You want to watch some TV, whatever. So I'm like, okay, cool. This thing for like an hour was making noise out in the room. This is the middle of the day, man, middle of the afternoon. Okay, this thing was manifesting, and I thought there was a cat out there. I kept telling these guys, I'm like, there's a cat running around loose in your apartment, guys. And these two guys are looking at each other like with the, the that horror stare. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I kept saying, what are you guys not telling me here? What is going on here? Right? Because I knew these guys well enough. These guys were like, you know, they were they were like my buddies, good buddies at the time. So they're looking at each other every time that the, the, the noise would happen in the other room. And I'm, I'm like, guys, you have an animal on the loose, like a raccoon or something. Like it was loud enough that, that I thought it was a big cat running around on everything. They kept telling me, no, it's nothing, man. Forget about it. It's nothing. It's nothing. Forget about it. I get up and, and Josh gets up and gets in my way. And I'm like, whoa, buddy, like, don't do that. Like, do not do that. Like, are you kidding me? So, you know, they're like, they, and he tries to, no, no, it's not like that, bro. It's not like that. You know, just, just sit down. I just, uh, you know, for whatever crap excuse he gave me, I can't even remember what he said. As soon as he sat down, I kind of did like a little, a little whoop-de-whoop and sort of jumped over him. And I was like, I'm going to get that cat right now, guys. I don't care what you say. And I ran, like, it was a long enough apartment that you had to go down a hallway from the bedroom. They, like they were in the very back bedroom, right? There was two guys. They they didn't they they were never in the back bedroom. I'm like, what are you guys doing in the same bedroom together? Like, uh, I was done. Kind of thought like, what's going on here, right? Because they were never in the same bedroom, and just everything had changed and got real weird. So I walk. I go through like you're literally like walking down a little aisleway because there's there's literally antiques everywhere. Every kind. I I get to the other room. And sure as crap, this thing is floating in the middle of the the in the middle of the apartment by the window. And I just kind of look at it. I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me!" And I don't know if I said something audibly, but this thing literally turned and and like like as if one of the ends of the football were its face. It didn't have a face, but just one of the ends, one of the, was like an oval shape, like a football shape. And if one of the pointy ends was its face it, or its front, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. It turned to me. And as soon as it did, buddy, it manifested such dread in me. I nearly, I, I nearly peed myself. Like I, I don't, I, I've never had that dread like that manifested into me because Everything just fell through. Like it was like, oh, I I can't describe it. It it just it manifested pure dread. So I turned around, 
I start running through back through the kitchen. I look back, this thing is chasing me, run down the little hallway and like jump into the bedroom. As I did, I look to the right, this thing goes zip into the bathroom. And so I'm trying to get out the window, da, 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 I'm, I'm screaming, I'm freaking out, I'm tearing. You know, Josh has got me by the by the back of the pants and he's pulling me back in the window and these guys are like, what's going on? What are you freaking out? I'm like, there's a ghost, da, 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 da. So finally, the two guys calm me down. They're like, dude, this is why we haven't let you in our place in three months. He's like, this thing has been terrorizing us. The other guy that used to sleep out in the living room, Graham, tells me, he goes, bro, I woke up at like two in the morning and this thing was an inch from my face. And you said this thing had like a conic shaped face but with no facial features? It, it didn't even have a face. It was like the one end was its, say its, what was its face? I say face because mm -hmm. I, it's front, it's face. I just, I just use that like. Like where a face should have been. Exactly. Precisely. Precisely. It's what it, it, I, I got the impression it looked at me when it turned. That's why I say face. Okay. Right. And it was just one of the, the pointier ends of it. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And then it and, and then it was like it was only like a two, three, and then I was completely terrified at that point and running and this thing was after me. While it was in pursuit of you, did it make any sort of noise or say anything? Was there anything audible coming from it? Nope, not a sound. They they said that the thing that we had seen the thing many times, it had never manifested anything. It was always just in that sort of football-y, static-y shape. And had it been in pursuit of them? Oh, yes. Yeah, it had been terrorizing them all day, every day for the three months. Yeah. Doing that. They said that's what it does all day, every day. They weren't leaving that room. They were not They were not leaving that room because they would, they would continuously see it. I think it had something to do with the antiques. I believe that somebody put something on something and gave it to them as well. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yeah, you have to be careful bringing very old objects that have traded many, many hands into your into your uh, house. You don't know who owned them, or where they've been, what kind of curses or what have you have been put on those objects. Isn't, isn't that madness? So, folks, that's all the time we're going to have for tonight. We're going to be back next week with Richard, and he's going to get into some some more stuff. Uh, and we're going to talk about this, uh, this shadow shadow demon that he had an encounter with, and, and the, the dog man, and uh, Skinwalker. So, that's uh, tune in next week for all that. And uh, everybody, good night. <laughs>